0: Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving With Steve, Steve Sexton.
1: Hello, welcome to the Saving With Steve show, where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us today. We have over 600,000 listeners here in the States and over 50,000 listeners overseas. We're so thankful that our listeners, keeps growing. I want to thank you for sharing us with your friends and family and associates. If you have a topic that you would like us to talk about or have a guest on, go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us and we're going to look at those topics, maybe have one of those topics on here in the future, or maybe even a guest that you'd like to hear from. Today, we're going to be talking about things you can do financially right now to put yourself on a better footing. Now, it's a new year, right? Your ability to effectively communicate will make all the difference in your future success, your income, and so on. How would you like to learn how to speak persuasively to coworkers, your boss, executive team? that potential new client or a group of people whom you want them to utilize your service. If you don't speak well and persuasively, you might not get the promotion or on, on board a new client or get your project through the planning committee. Don't worry, we have master speaker, trainer, international speaker, and author, RV Robinson, to teach you how to speak like a speaking superstar in your industry. Millionaire speaker, podcast, oh, You're going to want to stick around for this. You know what? Arby, I just want to say hey, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. Arvie, again, welcome to the show.
2: All right. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. It's great to be here. What
1: I like to do is not everybody just jumps into becoming a public speaking coach. So how did all that get started for you?
2: Well, great. Well, thank you for asking me because, Steve, I didn't plan on being a coach. It wasn't something that when I grew up, I said, I'm going to be a public speaking coach. It happened by accident. My degree is in information systems. I'm half geek. And I went to work at of college for a company by the name of Deloitte Haskins. And sales, now Deloitte, one of the big CPA firms. And but I wasn't a CPA. My job was to set up financial accounting systems on microcomputers. We just got microcomputers in and teach bookkeepers and controllers how to automate their accounting because up until then, they were using manual accounting systems. So it was a revolutionary time. And my boss came to me one day and said, Arby, I want you to get out there and start speaking and tell people that we're offering this brand new service. And I thought to myself, a piece of cake. I took one speech class in college. I knew everything there was to know about public speaking. Or so I thought at the time. But I didn't land any clients. I didn't get any any projects, nothing. And I knew that I better do something fast because I could lose this job. But I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I just was going out there and speaking and had no clue. And so one day, this woman comes up to me after one of my talks. And she said, honey, I hate to tell you this. And I'm like thinking, "Uh, don't, right? The shoe's gonna drop. But I said, well, what is it? And she said, honey, do you know that after every sentence, you say, okay. And I just my jaw dropped. And the only thing I could think of saying back to her was, "Okay, but I got it, Steve." In that moment, that I was the problem. That just because I could block my jaw didn't make me a public speaker. That I needed to respect this thing called public speaking. So I decided in that moment that I was going to get trained, not only trained, but I was going to master it. I took classes, anything with public speaking or communication in the title. I took, and I hired a coach and. And I read books. I did everything I could. And then the most amazing thing happened. The better I got, the better my clients got. And the more clients I got. And then my colleagues wanted to know what I was doing. I started teaching them. Then the big boss wanted me to teach these group communication skills to other consultants. And so that's where public speaking was born, was in corporate America for me. And then I used it throughout my 23-year career, not only to get clients, but for upward mobility within my own firm. It was great. And so then once, after 23 years, I was at the highest I could go without being a CPA. And that was a senior manager. And by then the industry was so full of consultants. It just wasn't any fun anymore. I wasn't trailblazing anymore. So I decided it was time to make a change but I didn't know what kind of change to make. So I prayed about it and God said, public speaking. So 17 years ago, I left corporate America, started my own business. And since that time, I have trained over 5,000 business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, you name it, and given over 3,500 speeches all over the world. Now, I don't say to impress anybody, but to impress upon everyone that you can do it, that this too can be a lifestyle if you choose, but you too can use speaking to change the world. save lives and make a difference.
1: But the reality is could be better at it because they already have a process just like you and IT because once you learn the process, you're golden.
2: Amen, that's it. And and when I got out, Uh, of corporate America and into the public speaking arena, I look for systems and processes already there. Why recreate the wheel? Well, there wasn't any. The closest that I found to one, Steve, was have a beginning, middle, and end, but no one would tell you what to put in the beginning, middle, and end. So I came along and I'm telling you exactly what steps to create a persuasive presentation that will get you business and change lives and get people, you know, if you're just trying to get people to think like you do, vote like you do, whatever it might be, um, the system will do it.
1: I want to help listeners understand the process by how you would go about coaching somebody to speak well in public.
2: Okay. First of all, I would introduce them to my system. And before we do my speaker system, which is the signature talk, that's the talk that you just give over and over and over to get business. But first of all, I would teach you how to do your core message, which is also another formula that I put together. The core message is what some people call the elevator speech. But I call it the core message because it's the essence of what you do. And from there, it's like your heart. And from there, everything else comes your professional story, the title of your talk, everything stems out of that core message. So once we've got that, we're at the very heart of what it is you do for clients. Then we start in that formula, and or the system for developing actual speech, putting it together step by step.
1: Okay. How does somebody get used to a room and get comfortable being on stage?
2: Practice, 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 training, training, training. So, first of all, get trained because a lot of people will step on stage, especially business owners, because business owners don't look at themselves as speakers. So, they think that they can just get away with murder and you can't. Because if you step on stage when you're A, not trained, B, not practiced, C, not prepared, then you're going to lose business. It's going to have the opposite effect. So, you want to make sure and reputation and future opportunities. So it's too costly to go out there without being trained, rehearsed, and of course, uh, well prepared. Once you learn, once you've been trained, then I recommend that you practice one hour for every two minutes of presentation. So that means if you're going to do a 30 minute speech, Steve, you need to practice 15 hours. That's what makes you good. That's what actually makes you go from good to great. That's what helps you to always, know your speech, you become the script, so that nothing will throw you off, you won't forget what you're going to say, which is always a fear, And you'll have that kind of confidence to deliver a, not only a great speech for yourself, but really for your audience, because that's what they deserve. And when I talk about practicing, I'm talking about practicing it out loud, not reading it, not writing out your speech, I am against writing out your presentation, because then you become a prisoner of your own eloquence words so don't outline only <laughs> outline only and then just say it so many times out loud that you will become it it's like that song Steve when we're in the car and we're listening to that popular song on the radio and before we know it we're driving around singing it and it was like we never set out to learn all the words but we know all the words That's what happens to our brain when we hear something over and over and over. So I recommend you speak it out loud, walk around your office, walk around the park, walk around wherever you need to.
1: Okay, I'm gonna hold you right there because we have to take a break. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back with more RV Robinson. This is so wonderful. If you're driving your car, going to work, you need to hear this stuff. So stick
0: with us, we'll be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on The Saving With Steve Show. Don't let
1: your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving With Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night we're going to talk about money tax reduction saving more spending less your investments risk management retirement and everything associated with you having a healthier happy relationship with money so if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into the saving with steve show join me steve Sexton, on the saving with steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon.
0: Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving With Steve Show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton.
1: Hello, welcome back. We're gonna have some more with RV Robinson. I truly appreciate you letting your friends, family, and associates know about our show. All the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information, insight on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe to your YouTube channel so you never miss a show. Check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio, New York City, New York City as well as E360 TV, Las Vegas TV network. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, live a life of personal and financial freedom. Hey, you can also follow us on Facebook, Join the Saving with Steve Sexton Insiders Club, savingwithsteve.us and get all our replays, exclusive access to our after the show videos, guest gifts and see all the behind the scenes. We're back here with Arvie Robinson. We were talking about
2: pre-speech routine. Yes, I do have a pre-speech routine and I recommend that everyone create their own. This is mine. I'm not recommending that this is for you, but I've been on stage with a lot of speakers and I've seen their pre-speech routine. Routine also, and I can share that with you. But my personal one is a mantra where I do two things. First, before the mantra, before I step on stage, I do one thing. I pray about it and I say, "God, give me a shot of the Holy Spirit." That's all. Give me a shot of the Holy Spirit. It's like a shot of energy, right? A better than Jolt Cola. Is that? A <laughs> cola? I don't know. Is that around ra- better than Red Bull, right? So <laughs> the Holy Spirit. And then before I step on stage, I say, "I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best." Now I don't say it out of ego. I say it because my audience deserves the best. And so does your audience. Every time you step on there. I know things happen, like you said, something happened and you're like all jittered or whatever. That's going to happen once in a while, but for the most part, we can control what happens to us. In other words, if I have a speech, I make sure that I have a light morning, that I can just you know, get up at ease and get ready at ease, and I'm not rushed and frazzled. I don't try to cram so much stuff in my schedule. Like today, Steve, I have three speaking engagements. You're one of them, and I have two more. And so I created my day so that I can come into those full on, full energy, full attention, playing my A game. So if you can plan your day like that around your speaking engagements, then you'll be less frazzled and there won't be time for these other things to kind of come in and bother you and get you off because life works that way. It's going to try to knock you off your feet. So again, a mantra of some kind that gets you propelled into speaking. Now I've seen a couple other speakers that what they do, they pace. That gets them going. They pace before they go. And some of them, you know, pray or whatever. But whatever propels you, and it's going to be different for everybody, that's what you want to do. But self-talk is so important. Do not step on stage or even close to the stage and tell yourself you're nervous or you're not prepared or you're not ready. You need to get ready because that audience deserves the best
1: from you. I totally agree with that. One of the biggest things that's happening right now because of the pandemic is speaking virtually.
2: What are some of the tips that you could help some of our listeners when they're dealing with that. Glad you brought it up because it's so different. First of all, and I'm going to get to how to keep your audience engaged as well. But first of all, just know as a speaker, you're in control of everything now. See, when we would go in the live room, we would maybe speak in a, who knows, speak on a stage or maybe in a restaurant. We had no control. We had no control over the sound, no control over the environment, no control over the crowd or anything really just only our message, but in this environment, we're in charge of everything. So it's very important to make sure you have lights. I've seen so many speakers present in the dark. If it is going to be on some video, you have to make sure you have a professional microphone so that people can hear you and it resonates with you. That's something that in the live world, we didn't have to worry about unless it was a big crowd and it was always provided for us. Mm-hmm. Same with the PowerPoint or the computer. It was provided for us. Now, guess what? If you're going to use PowerPoint, video, or anything else during your presentation, you better make sure you have a strong internet because there's nothing more frustrating um, to the audience than for you to be frozen in, in mid-sentence. So number one, we're in charge of everything. And just know that if you're going to speak in this environment, you need to invest in some possibly some new Equipment. Number two, to keep your audience engaged because, yes, we are so competing with emails and people that have two screens and they're half listening to us and half not. You have to bring on your A game every single time. You have to, and what I do to help me is I stand up. So I have a stand up desk because if I spoke on a live stage, I would be standing up. That's going to help you to have that kind of energy. You need to make sure you're well practiced and you're well rehearsed. Do not Read the screen. We can see you reading the <laughs> screen, right? Or a teleprompter. Be a professional speaker and know your material and just think of your audience. See, when you know your material, then you are free and you can get in that zone and that zone will take you all the way through that screen. That's what I call speaking out of the box when you're in the box. You actually reach people through the screen and pull them in to be with you and they don't want to do anything except to be with you. So that's one of the tricks. You've just got to really imagine yourself going through that computer screen, reaching somebody's, not their neck, but reaching out to them and touching them and touching their heart. What I'd like you to do is comment on PowerPoint. Yes, let me share that. So PowerPoint, like everything else, has changed. And when you're in a live room for 30-minute speech, I tell people, my all my students, do not use PowerPoint. That is the kiss of death. But guess what? In this environment, I do accept it and train it. But here's the, the key it has to be pictures. Nobody wants to see words on your PowerPoint. I don't care how elegant you are. So stay away from words and let pictures do the talking. Videos are really powerful to open hearts in this environment. And then what I would recommend is a hybrid so that it's not all PowerPoint. So start out, Steve, where you're starting out with just you and you have the the host spotlight you so you're bigger than life so no one you know can mistake you in a room of a hundred people and then you share you do your thank yous you do your attention grabbers you do your professional story you build rapport with your audience then when you get to the meat portion and I teach my systems kind of like a sandwich for the Mm -hmm. top piece is rapport, the bottom piece is clothes, and the middle is the meat or your educational pieces. That is on PowerPoint. So you switch over, right? You're you're like this, and then you just go, let me share my screen. By then, if you bumble or fumble with your PowerPoint, nobody cares because you've already built rapport. You've already given them great value. They already feel like they know you, so you can bumble and mumble. I mean, there's nothing worse than a speaker going, and here's Arby, and then I'm going, do, 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 I can't, I've been in, we've been on Zoom for a year and I still don't know what I'm doing. No, build right, build report first. (laughs) And then you can mumble and fumble your way into the content and then boom, give them the content. Then at the end, before you're ready for your clothes, you... Get out of it again, show your face, make sure everybody's good, look around, whatever. And if you're going to have questions, that's a good time to have them. If not, you go right into your clothes. Hopefully your clothes is one that you don't need a PowerPoint. Now, I would like to talk about closes because it's so different in this environment. And after a year, I feel like I've got it down. So it used to be on the live stage, collect business cards, do a raffle, we would collect 100% of the business cards. That's not going to happen in the virtual world. I tested it. You're lucky to get 25% doing a giveaway. So you can do still do a giveaway, you can uh, put in your link for a strategy session, you're only you get two or three leads where in the old on the live stage you would get five. So it's about 50% or less of the kind of response If you're selling on this stage in this environment, let me give you the trick and the secret sauce for that. This is what I've experienced and what I've done. I just did a one-day event and I closed 40% of the room, right? One of my, um, I taught this uh, secret sauce to one of my students who's brand new. She's in my mastermind and she did her very first webinar and she only, she got 10 people there and she sold 60% of the room. That's unheard of when it's your very first webinar.
1: That's wonderful. RV, I need you to start telling people how they can connect with you, where they can go to uh, watch and see your million dollar speaker podcast, the whole shot.
2: My million dollar speaker podcast is on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, all of the popular uh, and unpopular podcasts. So you could go and see them anywhere. To get a hold of me, you could just email me, and that's rvarvee at rvrobinson.com. Um, Again, it's R-V-A-R-B-E-E, Robinson.com. I'd love to hear from you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, take your life to a new level, whether it be business, personal, public, just learn to be a good speaker. It'll make all the difference in the world. And since money, this show is about the ins and outs of money, this could make a big difference in the ins and outs of your money. So, Arvie, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a wonderful week and stay safe and healthy, okay? Thank you. You too. Bye, Steve. Bye. That was Arvie Robinson. She's an international speaking trainer. And if you want to make your life a little bit better because you learn how to speak the right way so you can get more clients, that promotion and so on, you want to go check out R.B. Robinson. I think that was wonderful, helpful hints, especially that, that clothes, never even thought of that. Stick with us, we'll be right back.
0: More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on The Saving With Steve Show.
1: Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving With Steve Show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving With Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving With Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us, that's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon.
0: Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's The Saving With Steve Show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton.
1: Welcome back to The Saving With Steve Show. Again, this is where we talk about the ins and outs of money, and right now we're talking about money. Hey, what are five simple, smart financial moves that you can make this month, right now, okay? 2021, I, it was a year for financial strain for many Americans. Household debt, overall cost of living increased while median household income decreased. Setting up grand, big, gigantic financial goals may not be realistic for every budget, but there are still smart steps that you can take to shore up your spy finances. So the first thing is examine your spending. Household expenses changed drastically for many Americans over the past couple of years. Pandemic relief, the stimulus programs, as well as reductions in certain expenses because of the restrictions like commuting, travel, have added money back into some budgets. On the other hand, the overall loss across the living, as we just recently heard out on the news, is up 7%, while medium household income is down 3%. And that's putting a squeeze on a lot of Americans. A new year is an ideal time to examine your budget. You don't have a budget. Start by pulling all your bank and credit card statements for the past three months. Add up your spending in different categories like house, food, eating out, vacation, self-bills, utility bills, everything. List it all out there. Okay. See what the average monthly budget looks like for you. Know how much you're spending now is great in creating. A budget, because once you've built your budget, you can now compare it to your income to see how much room there is to progress towards your financial goals like saving and investing. You can then determine whether you need to increase your income or decrease your expenses. One of the big things about increasing your income is you can simply do that by adding a job or a side hack. And what I mean by that is you can go work for Home Depot, you can be a tutor, you can drive for Lyft or Uber or one of the other drive services. And you know what? You can make some extra money to bring money in the household. The other part is the expense reduction. You want to look at everything that you're doing whether it to be your mortgage. Hey, can you refinance to get a lower payment? Look at your credit cards. Can you negotiate with the credit card companies to get a reduction of interest charged? Can you look at how much you're paying on your cell phone bill to see ways to reduce that by changing the carrier, especially if you're with a big one. Looking at your cable bill and saying, hey, you know what, I'm not using all these, but I am using those app services because there's a lot of people who just went with the app services and a live TV program along with their internet and they're saving 50, 70, 80, $100 a month. So there's ways you can save a little bit here and there and here and there to increase the amount of cash flow that you have at the end of each and every month. Next, look at consumer debt, paying off your credit card. Revolving household credit card debt is credit card balances that are carried month to month, okay? Yeah, it fell 14% uh, over, uh, during the pandemic, but you know what? Some Americans, in fact, many Americans, have leaned on their credit cards to get through the pandemic. 20% say their overall credit card debt increase during the pandemic. Almost the same portion say they relied on their credit cards to pay more necessities during this time. And a lot of time, a lot of people feel like they're not getting anywhere, paying off these credit card balances or, 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 or anything like that. So the key here is how can I add a little bit more each and every month? But there's a path to doing that. And that path is called the snowball method. All you need to do is list all your creditors, the balances highest to lowest, interest rates, payment dates, and minimum payment. The key here is this, you pick the one you wanna pay off first. I like the one with the lowest debt, why? Because it allows me to get some momentum and all I'm gonna do is make the minimum payment on everything And add as much as I can each and every month that one I wanna pay off. Once it's paid off, I take what I was paying there and add it to the next. Pretty soon, you're making bigger and bigger payments in each one of your debts and you've got them paid off. Next, during the last two years, bills, medical bills, they've gone up, they've been significant. And if you're in one of those situations where, geez, I've got those medical bills, I understand. And people are afraid of those because cost has gone up almost 30%. Over the last 10 years, when you have those bills paired with the pandemic, you have reduced help at hospitals, it's pretty frustrating. Now, the thing to understand is this. Medical bills are negotiable. Yep, they're negotiable. So there are options to break up or even reduce your costs if you're in a low income situation or financially strapped it makes sense for you to give the hospital call or the medical center a call, explain your situation, ask if there's any avenues where the bill can be reduced, and you can possibly set up some sort of a payment. That's better than putting the whole bill on your credit card and paying those large credit card interest payments, okay? You could do it at a lower interest rate by negotiating and setting up a payment plan. One of the biggest things you want to make sure is this, okay? You never want to avoid paying your bill, okay? If your medical provider sells your debt to a collection agency, you're going to have 180 days before that collection agency will put that collection bill on your credit card report. Now, that debt could then hurt your credit card score, making financial moves in the future a whole heck of a lot harder. Next, save for something. Don't care what it is. 40% of Americans have received the pandemic funds, the stimulus plans, and they saved a little bit of money, whether it be for emergency, a home or something else. So regardless how much you can save, what your specific goals are, look at ways to save $5, $10, $15, $20, dollars whatever the amount is, save. Okay, your goal might be an emergency fund. It might be to stay afloat so you can stay afloat the next time an emergency hits or it could be saving for that dream vacation. But no matter what your ultimate goal is, putting money aside regularly gives you the option, even if you choose to spend it on something else. So here's the thing. You wanna try and find a way to make it automatic, robotic, so you don't even have to think about it. You already have a checking account where you have funds from your payroll go right into it. Did you know you can set up a second or third distribution from your payroll? So think about this. Besides having the distribution go to your paycheck for your income, And that distribution go to your 401k why don't you set up another one for vacations emergency fund and designate so much money out each and every month to go to those other accounts that way you'll be funding your travel account or your emergency fund and won't even think about it. In fact, you won't even miss the money because it's already in the account. Look at these things. They can make a difference in your life, especially if you start doing them right now. I want to thank you all for joining us today on Saving With Steve. I hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll look forward to seeing you the same time next week.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for The Saving With Steve Show, hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been The Saving With Steve Show, hosted by Steve Sexton.